Jagen. Jagen. Good morning. Good morning. Now, now I've lost you. I'm here. No, it's not you, it's me. I just just temporarily lost you. I think you deliberately tried to lose me. I know. Just give me two seconds and I'll be with you. Oops. Oh, Lord Jesus. I tell you what, David's heart. Why? It's have you, had all your fa- have you had all your fans going? Yeah. Perhaps we should play Feeling Heart, Heart, Heart. That's probably... That's probably got to, I've got a fan going on in here. We got the AC in the front room. That seemed to be adequate in a minute. Right, let me just get a cold drink and then I'll be... I, I'm, I'm definitely with you. Dave? Yeah. I'm I, I hadn't taken my tablets at all this morning. No med- no tablets, no injections, nothing. You're trying to do this podcast sober. I know. You yeah, best play yourself with all available good drugs. Absolutely. And Dave... Dave's just sent me another box of drugs to take. Oh, one, two, four new drugs. Well, enjoy so your drugs. Previously, yes. I had one box. I've now got two boxes. Oh, you've got no more one. to stand on if you need to get up high. <laughs> Not only that, I have more to keep me alive. Dave, I can't see you. We will get a plan, and every single one of them will be done. Okay, you can say thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Who's that? You'll hear it now. Does anyone ever say, you know what, you've done a good job because everyone else has sat on their and done nothing? No no, no signs of that, no? (laughs) What the hell is that, Dave? It's the woman, the minister. You didn't hear about her swearing this week. No, who's this? Oh, God, you're so in tune to, like, what is happening in the lower county of Florida and the bin collection. <laughs> so um, the education minister, who I don't know if she has tertiary education. I know her name. That, I know not Desmond. She, Gillian, Gillian Keegan. So yes. she's talking about this aerated concrete stuff. You know the story oh, okay. or not? Okay. Right. Yeah. So And this is at the end of an interview. That was her response. Oh, my God. She thought interview done, and she just said to them, yeah, that's what she said. She looks so prim and proper. No. no. Does anyone ever say, you know what, you've done a good job because everyone else has sat on their and done nothing? No no, no signs of that, no? (laughs) No, but that's nice. That ain't that bad, Dave. (laughs) We've heard worse, haven't we? You and I. Desmond, the country is at full... No, not is has fallen apart. There's <laughs> literally the anyway. Let's wait for until we're inside of the show. <laughs> right before you go any further, we are missing one bit of information from my side, which is what our final song is going to be. And I was going to say hot, 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 but then everybody bloody well knows that. All right. Well, I have it. I just need to show you it. <laughs> what what do you think? You want that as the end song? Dave, that is mad. 
You've got to watch the film. It's the best Bollywood film. If you've never watched one, this is a great introduction. It's got a seventeen million pound budget. They fight a tiger. Like I give guarantee you, put it on in the first fifteen minutes. If it don't capture you, switch it off. But in the first fifteen minutes, I was like, what? Like it's good, Des. And that sequence you've just seen is about an hour in, and it has a whole meaning before you what before you see what happens there. Yeah, it, trust me, this film uh-huh. is the dog's bollocks. It's called R R R, and it's called Nat. Is that the that, name? That, of that, the, 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 the film is R R R, three R's. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that song is called Natu Natu. Well, actually, it's got several names because I will explain near the end. Uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's there's a lot in there, <laughs> but it's really it won Oscars. There's. Oh my lord! The film won Oscars. That's what I'm saying. Like it's on Netflix. That's why Netflix have put it on there. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Let me before. Shall I start preparing the stuff that yeah, I'm sending? Ah, send send the things. Because I know we we this time construct is. You look so cold tonight. Why you are. You Say again. Why are you suddenly, you, you know, why would what, what what triggered this? Oh, oh, actually, good story, good question. So, when I went to Greece last September, mm-hmm. you've met Olga, I think. I'm yes. sure along the way you've met Olga. Anyway, so I'm staying at Olga's house, and it's the deadline time for the Erasmus stuff. So she's applying like crazy right. for application forms, and one night she put the radio station, and I'm just just mm-hmm. about on the iPad reading crap. And uh, tunes, Desmond, coming out of this radio station is stuff you've not heard in years. You know, like you can't even find it in your memory, but you know it's a tune, like stuff like this, right? And I said to Olga, what is the name of this radio station? So she told me when I got back to England for the last year, I type it in and I play this and it's like nonstop hits. And what's funny is because the odd advert is in Greek, it doesn't annoy you in the same way it would if it's English adverts. Yeah. Because you don't know what they're saying in Greek. It's just quite fun. It's like a little Greek language lesson. So it's called um, 89rainbow.gr. And just cl- there's a couple of different ones, but I just click the main one. And then you're hearing a whole host of stuff. You know, you'll hear Queen, you're, every, Aretha Franklin, you name it. It's just all wicked hits, but some more obscure ones that the ones in the UK are not always playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know when the last time Magic or Smooth played this. Anyway, yeah. Cast in. So yeah, 89rainbow.gr. Uh, yeah, just tap it in the website and click play. It's your new radio station. Trust me, if you put it, I warn you, you're going to be like, this is tunes. <laughs> like, even in my car, I put it from my phone sometimes. And in the 89rainbow.gr. 89, literally the number, 89rainbow.gr. Right, okay, come on, microphone. I'm still here. Nothing's changed. Nothing. Ha- yeah. Yeah, I think it's back. Did I ever show you my Baywatch video? Your Baywatch? No. Are What's the Baywatch? You know Baywatch, the TV show. Yeah. You did a video. Yeah, you've, have you never seen it? Never. Let me 
full screen and I can see better. A Baywatch. Yes. Is it an a it's not an AI. No, no, no. It's me. Oh. Uh, Baywatch. This one I think it is what. Okay. <laughs> I never showed that to you. No, you never showed that to us. First but time. The main other woman, she was um, not having a great day, shall we say. And I found in the back of the arts and crafts area, the red things, you know, the Baywatch life safety de yes. devices yes. that are on the string. And that was it. I just went up to her. I said, do you want to do Baywatch? She's like, what? I said, look what I found. I ran back. I got the two of them. I said, look. She's laughing at me like, what? I said, watch, we will make this happen now. Oi, come here, film whatever nonsense. And then we just went nuts. Yeah, we got, can you please pretend to be drowning? Can you do this? Yeah. And then even the Italians, they all heard what we're doing. They went and got their red swimming costumes because it's the Baywatch color. And they ran back. But by the time we're filming, they fell asleep in the beach. That's why there's the shot of them all asleep. Like these are meant to be the lifeguards, but they never made it. There's <laughs> they saved no lives, but they ruined. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was funny times. That was during COVID, bro, when we had to do the test and this and that. Oh, yeah, I managed to escape to that glorious beach two years ago. It's hard to think it's that long ago. Well, now you can just travel. You know, it's yeah. not an issue. Anyway. Right. Go to your caravan when you like. Oh, absolutely. So now, what am I doing now? Let's. Are you ready? Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready. I am searching our title music. Two, three, I have found it. Show ninety bloody seven. Here we go. Go absolutely far away. Welcome to this week's Des and Dave. In America this week, 19 people charged in the Georgia indictment 
connected to Trump's election scheme. Fannie Willis accuses Jim Jordan of illegal intrusion into Georgia's Trump prosecution in a scathing letter. Matt Gates threatens to oust Kevin McCarthy over Biden impeachment. Trump and his followers just keep the camera rolling, proving the same sword that ignites you will goodnight you. Wild Alabama riverfront brawl, black people defend worker against white assailants. 14 Amend Amendment Section 3 disqualifies any person from holding office who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion or given aid or comfort. Senator Lindsey Graham lied because he's afraid of his own words. And Trump gives new testimony in interview with Fox News. And in the UK this week, Daniel Khalif escaped from Wandsworth Prison and was captured again after riding a bike down a canal path. And rack, this aerated concrete has been found in schools, meaning pupils moving out and learning from home. Minister Gillian Keegan gets off her ass and does something about it. And feeling hot, hot, hot. In the UK, we are having our last blast of summer before the autumn leaves start to fall. All this and more on this week's Des and Dave. Give him his orders at Monroe, Virginia, and Steve, you're way behind time. This is not 38, but it's old 97, you must put her in Spencer on time. Then he looked around and said to his black greasy fireman, just shovel on a little more coal. Very good, Des, very hello. good. Hello. Oh, hello. Have you frozen? Desmond? Desmond. 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 We're back in action. Yeah, we yeah. It just suddenly, it's just uh, a sign showed up saying that the internet connection is unstable. Uh, you could have told it that. Well, Desmond, it's been an exciting five weeks since we recorded. Many it's... more indictments. The government in the UK is falling to pieces. Uh, aliens possibly landed. <laughs> uh, it's hot, like you know, it's uh, 1967 or whatever, 76. Yeah, anyway, what shall we kick us off with the 54 minutes remaining minutes of this show? <laughs> Dave, Dave, um, as as we've both been away, haven't we, for, for the month of August on a yes. well deserved holiday break? Yes, on our private yachts. And what a month it has been. Multiple US indictments, as you suggested. Catastrophic weather conditions. Threats of impeachment. Political chaos. And so, so much more. So where are we starting today? Well, we're starting today at the 19 people charged in the Georgia indictments connected to Trump election scheme. But before we do so, we have a wonderful ad for you, just to kick us off. Today, 
an indictment was unsealed. It's here. Now, that's what I call conspiracy. Volume 3. 78 of the hottest indictment charges from your favorite superstar president. And still technically not a criminal. Like conspiracy to violate civil rights. Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Obstruction of an official proceeding. And conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. Collaborations with hot new artists like co-conspirator one. Let's have trial by combat. And we'll throw in his bonus lyrics booklet just released. Now, Volume 3 has the best of today's court docket topping hits and all the charges from the classified documents case, including obstructing justice, making false statements, and of course, retaining classified information. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers, except it is like highly confidential yeah. secret. <laughs> There's a secret information. Yeah. These are the papers. Yeah. So this president, I could have been blessed. Yeah. Now I can't. You know, but this is yeah, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so cool. Dozens of incriminating and for some insane reason recorded tracks such as 34 felony counts of falsifying business records and a hush money scheme when it comes time for the financing which will be what financing we'll have to pay you so no 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 i got no 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 order now and get all these hits or order in a few weeks and we can squeeze in a couple more from an upcoming indictment in georgia i just want to find uh 11,000 780 votes. Now, that's what I call Conspiracy, Volume 3. Was that Volume 4? What? What? Oh, Volume 4. Guys, how many of these are there? Why don't I just record all the numbers, because this keeps happening. Save us some time. Is it not... What is the grand total? Is 96 indictments 90... when you add them all together, no? 91. 91, okay. 91. Oh, let me not get the facts, Desmond, facts. Facts. Donald Trump and 18 other conspirators were charged in Georgia. Yay! Part... Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, wonderful. As part of a RICO indictment alleging yes. they schemed to illegally overturn his 2020 election loss and stop the peaceful transition of power. Now, the indictment was brought by Fulton County District Attorney Fanny Willis. Fanny, go, Fanny. Go, and she follows an inve in investigation which ha that has lasted now more than two years and marks the fourth criminal case brought against the former president, Donald Trump. Now, those charged in the August indictment face multiple charges, including racketeering, violent, violating the oath of a public officer, forgery, false statements and other offences. Now, prosecutors said they all had to surrender to authorities by August the 25th. Now, just we'll have a look, a very look at the 19 defendants that's charged in the indictment. Now, it's 18 plus Trump, which is 19. And um, this is what the prosecutors have claimed. Now, here's the list of 19. Donald Trump. Now, the then president refused to accept his narrow loss in the state of Georgia and made unfounded assertions of widespread election fraud there. 
he called top state officials, including Governor Brian Kemp, to urge them to find a way to reverse his loss in the, in the state of Georgia. Now, in a January the 2nd, 2021 phone call with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperg, Trump suggested uh. that state's top election officials could help find the votes needed for him to win the state. Now, Fulton County District Attorney Fanny Willis opened an, investi <laughs> opened an investigation into the legal, the possible legal, illegal rather, attempts to influence the election shortly after recording of that call was made public. Then, of course, you've got Rudy Giuliani. And it, what is wonderful to remember is that um, during several legislative hearings at the Georgia Capitol in December 2020, the former New York mayor and Trump attorney promoted unsupported allegations of widespread election fraud, fraud in Georgia. Prosecutors said that Giuliani was also involved in a plan to have 16 Georgia Republicans serve as fake electors, falsely swearing that Trump had won the 2020 presidential election and declaring themselves the state's duly certified um, and elected and qualified electors. Then you've got John Eastman, who's a former dean of Chapman University Law School in Southern California. Now, he wrote a memo, memo arguing that Trump could remain in power if the then Vice President Mike Pence overturned the results of the election during a joint session of Congress where electoral votes could be counted. Now, that plan including putting in place a slate of alternative electors in seven battle battleground states, including Georgia, who would falsely certify that Trump had won their states. Then you've got Mark Meadows, who was Trump's chief of staff, and he visited Cobb County in the Atlanta suburbs while state investors, while state investigators were conducting an audit of the signatures on absent T ballot envelopes in December 2020, Mark Meadows obtained the phone number of the chief investigator for the Secretary of State's office, that was uh, Francis Watson, and passed it to Trump, who called her. He also participated in the January 2nd, 20, uh, the January the 2nd, 2021, phone call between Trump and Georgia State of, 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 of State Brad Raffensperger. And then you've got Sidney Powell, a lawyer and staunch Trump ally. She was part of a group who met the South Carolina home of conservatives attorney Lynn Wood in November 2020 for the purpose of exploring options to influence the results. Now, Wood, who's licensed in Georgia as an attorney, said Powell asked him to help find Georgia residents to serve as plaintiffs in lawsuits contesting the state's election results. Additionally, emails and documents obtained through subpoenas in an unrelated lawsuit have shown that Powell was involved in arranging in a computer 
forensic team. Do you remember the bamboo? <laughs> to travel. No. Remember the the the, the 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 bamboo paper that you know somehow mysteriously was able. Oh, to... they knew it was. They could count the lines and whatever, and then they recounted them and examined them in that hall with different colors, but none of it made any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, there's been a lot ninja. going on. The ninja, whatever it was, whatever they called themselves. Cyber right? ninjas. Cyber ninjas, that's Cyber right. Cyber ninjas. She was the architect. She was the architect. She was the person responsible for coordinating much of that work. Then you've got Kenneth Cheeseborough. And he was the person who was responsible for the coordination and execution of a plan to have the 16 Georgia Republicans sign a certificate for declaring that Trump had won and declaring themselves the state's duly elected and qualified electors. There's a 16 false elective. Then, of course, you've got Jeffrey Clark, and the list goes on. Jenna Ellis, an interesting, she appeared with Rudy Giuliani in a January the 3rd, uh, 2020 hearing hosted by Republican lawyers at the foreign capital, during which false allegations of election fraud were made. She also wrote in the... It goes on. You've got Ray Smith, another Georgian-based lawyer. He was involved in a multiple lawsuits challenging the results of the election. You've got Robert Cheeley, who's another lawyer, a Georgian lawyer. He presented video clips to legislators of election workers at the State Farm in Atlanta and alleged the workers were counting votes twice or sometimes three times. Michael Roman, a former White House aide who served and goes on. David Schaefer, the chair of the Georgia GOP, was one of the state Republicans who met at the Capitol. Um, and it goes on. Sean Still was one of the 16 Georgian Georgia Republicans uh, who signed a certificate falsely claiming that Trump had won the state and declaring themselves the state's duly elected and qualified electors. Um, and then you've got uh, Stephen Cliffgard Lee, who's a pastor who worked with others to pressure George, Georgia election worker Ruby Freeman and her daughter after Trump and his allies accused them of pulling fraudulent ballots from a suitcase during the vote count. Um, you've got, and so the list goes on. Trevenian Kuti, who's Kanye West's publicist, claimed to have a high-level law enforcement connections. She met with, um, the Freeman met with Kuti at the police precinct where she, she brought Floyd into the conversation on a, on a, on a speakerphone. And the prosecutors say that Kuti presented herself as someone who could help Freeman, but then pressured her to falsely confess to election fraud to boost Trump's um, assertion that there were fraud. And it goes on. The list of Kathy Latham, Scott Graham Paul, Misty Hampton, you know, all these people were part of uh, uh, the RICO uh, conspirators, which Trump features at the very head of all of that. And they've all been indicted. And the two of the four, two of the 18, or 19 rather, um, Cheeseborough and um, 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 
of Sydney Power have asked for very early um, uh, uh, court appearances, and the judges have, uh, have given them an opportunity to um, to present their case on the mid mid October, I believe, the twenty fourth of October, to present their case. So those two will be the first two of the eighteen that will go up in front of the judge. Um, they've, they've, Cheeseborough in particular have sought to try and separate himself from Sydney Powell because as far as a lot of these people are concerned, she's a bit of a, you know, they say that she's a But they bit... the judge hasn't ruled on that yet, has he? The judge has ruled that, one, they wanted not a state but a federal, a federal court hearing because they wanted to... Um, open up the possibility that if Trump won the next election, of course, they could be pardoned. The judges refused that. Um, and so it would be a state hearing. And um, they will go in front of court on the, I believe it's either the, the 4th or the 24th of uh, October this year. Um, so their hearings But their cases up. are not severed, basically, or that's not decided to... It's not severed. The case has also not been severed. They are The, the judges rule that they will be um, both uh, in court at the same time. They'll both appear in front of the court, uh, the judge at the same time. The hearing has not been severed at all. And they will have a state and not a federal court hearing. Because the issue around... A uh, federal hearing is that you usually have to be a member of uh, an official member of the government to be part of that process, and they certainly weren't working, but neither of them worked for the government. Um, so, so they they they're going. Um, that's an awful lot of people. <laughs> it's a rather ambitious prosecution, but they're all named. And they're all expected to... to and Fanny achieve. Willis says she's ready to go. And she's absolutely ready to go. Trump, on the other hand, have been playing the long game. He doesn't want prosecution until April of 2026. Well, that's already been denied anyway. And that has been denied. And, and in fact... His case is due in March the 4th, I believe, of 2024. Rather a lot. And <laughs> uh, we've got a second ad here, I believe, which is the second one, number two. You want to play with the big boys? <laughs> you want to bomba? You want to team with the big boys? He's running. Out. <laughs> he's now the fundamental here is he's running out of lawyers because he's his running lawyers out of are law. being indicted as we go. Like some of the people you name were his lawyers. Were his lawyers, and as you can see, a lot of them were lawyers, um, and they now. Lawyers, MAGA. Lawyers have to get lawyers to defend themselves because what is this is a, it's, it's ended up as a cesspool of criminality. <laughs> you know, you've got all these people there, all waiting to be prosecuted, and you know, what can you say?
<laughs> the only one thing one can say is that if there is a, a prosecute Trump is prosecuted, and it must be remembered that Trump is at the very head of this web of deceit. Um, he's already seen the uh, some of these Proud Boys. I believe four or five of them were prosecuted. Um, they had no, not only prosecuted, but they received their final jail sentences um, just a few days ago. And their jail sentences vary from 10 years to 22 years. And the current conversation is that if the head of the Proud Boys has received 22 years, then the expectation is that Trump should get a lot longer. Whether that happens or not is another issue. But it's not... We can only but live in hope. We can only but live in hope. Now, Paddy Willis has set this RICO prosecution up, and she's received an awful lot of backlash from the, our best friend, Jim Jordan. And he's accused, he's, um, uh, she's accused him of illegal intrusion into Georgia's Trump prosecution in a pretty scathing letter. And just to say this, Fanny Willis is the district attorney for Fulton County who has prepared this indictment of Trump and the 18 others. And she sent a scathing letter to the head of the um, House Judiciary Chairman, Jim Jordan, after he asked her to turn over all the documents related to her prosecution of former President Trump and 18 others on charges related to election interference. Now, she responded by sending him a nine-page letter, and in that letter, she accuses Jordan of offending constitutional principles with his attempt to interfere with and obstruct her office. She suggests that he bought a book on racketeering prosecution at the price offered for non-attorneys, as settled constitutional law clearly permits her to ignore his unjustified and illegal intrusion, and uh, she further went on to say that his attempt to invoke congressional authority to intrude upon and interfere with an active criminal case in Georgia is flagrantly at odds with the Constitution. She continued in the letter, remembering this is a nine-page letter, so we really had to reduce quite a lot of the points down. At another point, she suggested Jordan's letter was bullying, um, by members of Congress and suggested that he push to investigate threats against her. She has been the butt of a lot of threats from Trump um, aides and Trump, um, uh, Trump, the Trump people. But um, this is the time to say that this is the judge already done said in various cases, like you can't do this. You cannot make threats. You cannot do this. You cannot incite to Trump. And he already done did things. And so there is a consequence coming for this too. And he ignores it. Yes, but he, he could end up locked up for that. He could end up locked up for it. I mean, there's a very nice little case there of E. Jean Carroll. She won her first case against Trump. She's launched the second case against Trump. They went to court. The, the judge says to Trump, I'm not going to read... She doesn't have to relitigate litigate this 
this case again. You've already lost. What you've done is repeated the defamation you made against this woman, um, which she has already won. And so what I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to make a judgment that she has already won her case. The issue now is how much damages will you pay? And that's what the jury will need to decide. <laughs> I so, like it. All their job is come up with a number. Yes. Was so it, it not? Was it? What was the first one? Twenty million. Five million. Five, five million okay. first. But it's building up. The, who knows how much this one's going to be? They could quadruple it for all we know. Is and there then, a course, limit on what they can set or no? No. Not oh, as brilliant. far as I'm aware. Oh, not wow. as far as, so they could the, say one billion dollars, and like, that's but, it. But there's some speculation that it may top a, a hundred million. But however, that's just speculation. But what the other important issue is that he is repeated it again. He repeated it prior to becoming president, and she won five million from that. He's repeated it while he was president and claimed that he's got executive um, executive um, exemption from uh, any you know litigation, and the judge has already proved that to be not not to be the case because he's now a civvy. He's he's no longer president, and so that's what they're at the moment. But he's he is again repeated the same defamation again after he was president so there's a possible third um defam defamation charge to be um made against him and so the attitude is seems to be go ahead you're only just burying yourself in a mountain of, of debt however back to jim jordan now willis letter is a response to an August letter from Jim Jordan, which was sent just hours before Trump was set to report to a Fulton County jail. Now, Jordan, who has sent similar letters to each of the prosecutors entitling in, in, in entities, he sent letters to Jack Smith, he sent letters to Alvin um, Bragg, um, who were investigating Trump, and on this occasion he's asked Willis to turn over all the records related to her work and also asked if she had communicated with special counsel Jack Smith. This is a state matter. This is not a federal matter. He is operating outside his brief. However, she does go on. She's, this is quite a wonderfully detailed letter, uh, um, knockback that she sent to, 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 um, to, to, to Jim Jordan. And in another portion of the letter, Fanny Willis tells Jordan he must deal with some basic realities. <laughs> she told him a special purpose grand jury made up of everyday citizens investigated, these are her words, investigated for 10 months and made recommendations to me. A further reality <laughs> is that a grand jury of completely different Fulton County citizens found probable cause against the defendant's name in the indictment for RICO violation. These are the 19 people. Um, 
including various other felonies. She used, she wrote, using abbreviation for the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Statute. That's RICO. Bit of a mouthful. The Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Statute. And then she goes on to say, here is another reality for you. Here is another reality you must face, Mr. Jordan. Those who wish to avoid felony charges in Fulton County, Georgia, including violations of Georgia RICO law, should not commit felonies in Fulton County, Georgia. In this jurisdiction, every person is subject to the same laws and the same processes. Then she takes a series of shots at Jordan's knowledge of the law. She says, your letter makes clear that you lack a basic understanding of the law, <laughs> its practices and the ethical obligations of attorneys generally and of prosecutors specifically. This is what she wrote. This is not my words. This is her words. For a more thorough understanding of George's RICO statute, its applications and similar laws in other states, I encourage you, she says, to read RICO state by state as a non-member of the bar, because he's not a qualified lawyer, mm. and he certainly isn't a lawyer anyway. He apparently studied and dropped out. You can purchase, she says to him, you can purchase a copy for $249. And then she capped it all by saying, she capped her correspondence with the suggestion that Jordan should investigate threats to her office. As it seems that you have a personal interest in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, you should consider directing the US DOJ to investigate the racist threats that have come to myself and my staff um, because of this investigation. And she attached 10 um, examples of the, uh, of the incidents. <laughs> that was pretty thorough, Dave, I think. <laughs> yes. She absolutely crucified him. He's tried all, it before. Yes, Sorry. but he's not, he's not going to get anywhere because he doesn't have the power that he thinks he does. Yes. So, you know, he might as well just throw toilet uh, toilet paper in the toilet and flush and hope that it comes back as, you know, an indictment for Biden. It's not going to happen. But anyway, he can well, keep writing furious letters. Well, you've got another little, little, um, uh, little um, eruption elsewhere. Matt Gates has threatened to oust Kevin McCarthy over Good Biden. Luck. Go for it. <laughs> Congressman Matt Gates knows that Donald Trump is the only one who can save him with the pardon and is pushing for Biden's impeachment. He has no evidence. Law enforcement, the DOJ, have now announced that they're re-examining. This is what's interesting. Mary Garland and the law enforcement, the FBI, have now announced that they are re-examining old video evidence that Matt Gates was the one 
doing the things he was accusing Hunter Biden of doing. This nails Gates and shows he is the one who needs Trump. <laughs> Without Trump as president, he's not going to get a pardon. I don't think anybody else, if they became, they won the, the you know, in, in, they won any other Republican would, would, uh, would pardon him. So he needs Trump, not Trump who needs him. He needs Trump to win the next election. And it, it's, that appears highly unlikely. But there's another thing that's happening, which is amazing, actually, as you see with all these incidences, Trump and his followers just keep the camera rolling, proving the sword that ignites you will goodnight you. They are in the public eye making all these statements, Trump's lawyers, Trump's aides, they, they're always writing, you know, getting photo shots. Now, a key defendant in the Trump, Trump security document case, a chap called Yusuf Tebris, who served, I'm not sure I got the, the pronunciation correct, but he served as the director of information technology at Mar-a-Lago. He has changed his testimony. He was initially represented by Stanley Woodward, a part of the Trump legal team, who also represented Walton Alter. I don't remember him. Um, he was Trump's valet. And the and uh, D. Oliveira, I believe he was called. He was, I think, the property manager at Mar-a-Lago Resort. He, but, but Yusil switched his lawyer to a public defender and retracted his previous testimony, right? Um, you still, yeah, you claim, sorry, yeah, yeah, right. This is what I love. He reversed now, now he wants to tell truth, is it? Yeah. What happened? Do tell, yep, yep, it, precisely that. And he has now revealed that it was Trump who sent an instructions via Walt Nader. Um, to destroy the subpoenaed security videotapes. Um, now, the prosecutors allege that Trump was conspiring with his employees to destroy evidence that was under grand jury subpoena. Now, this is a crime. I'm not a lawyer, but this is clearly a crime. Walt Nader and Dee Oliveira are the only ones who spoke directly to Trump. Now, this is the one flying the ointment. They spoke directly to Trump, and if they flip, Trump is dead. Yusil Tavares did not speak directly to Trump, but he is flipped. Um, and in the Supreme, in the U.S., the Supreme Court law says that counting people's votes is like putting those votes in the ballot box. One cannot interfere with this process, and anyone who interferes the process of breaking the law. And we've got an audio just briefly to discuss this. President Trump wanted to get to the truth. He desperately wanted to get to what happened during the 2020 cycle. He did it in the courtroom. He did it in lobbying legislatures. That's all First Amendment. And then at the end, he asked Mr. Pence to pause the voting for 10 days 
allow the state legislatures to weigh in, and then they could make a determination to audit or re-audit or recertify. But what he didn't do is, you know, send in the tanks, tell Mr. Pence, don't go to the Capitol Hill, or do anything that would obstruct the, the due process of government. This is a lie. Mm -hmm. That is not true. This is Trump lawyers speaking to Fox News and putting forward this nonsense. That did not happen. He didn't ask Pence to pause, to ask for a pause. This is not what happened. Um, now, the First Amendment talks about the U.S. freedom of religion, speech, press, assembly and petition, all this kind of stuff. Um, but what the, what the amendment says is that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people's people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. People's votes are sacrosanct. Sacrosanct? Yes, sacrosanct. They cannot make these changes to the vote. And what they what they do is they lie. And what's very clear in America is that Trump will go to court and say nothing. He will be humble in court. He will make no utterance. Yeah, but he's nuts there, so he might end up bursting out with something. But either which way, the evidence is all in the public domain. They've got him by the short and curlies. You just need 12 people to say guilty. But if only well, 11 say guilty, oh dear. But with the American freedom, First Amendment freedom of speech, it means that Trump can say in a public place, make public statement to his followers and admirers, that they're all liars. Yeah, I'm yeah. the one telling the truth. <clears throat> I cannot say that in court because he risks per perjury. Yes, but already he's chunking the judge there and the other dude in Georgia already put this clamp on him. So it depends how much he wriggles. He could end up them fighting between the two jails. But chunking, <clears throat> chunking, chunking, however you say her name. <clears throat> she already revealed she's talking to the other judges about yes. how they are timetabling all of this. And one of them is timetable for the day before Super Duper Tuesday or whatever it's called. Like, I, who cares? It's what their weird names are about their certain points in time of the election. But like, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't know how much more of him we can jam in this show because we've got about 20 odd minutes left. So okay. like, yeah. I'm going to move on to something very, very quickly. And this is just to give you how the ripple effect of and consequences of his action. And it's the actions of his aide, because this is really quite, I felt, feel, I felt it's quite important. I'll just go on very quickly. The wild Alabama riverfront brawl, black people defended worker against white sailors. Now, the Harriet Riverboat at the river dock in Montgomery, Alabama, right, where three white men have been charged with assault for attacking the ship's co-captain. Now, I saw it fantastically. It's captured on video, but we, we, I'll try my best to, to provide some kind of, you know, picture of what, to, what had happened. Now, this, um, the, 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 it, it turned into, this whole thing turned into a brawl along racial line. And it, 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 there was a massive video um, um, 
that's in the videos and online showing you know shocking video video footage um and um um they showed black people um being uh, a fight breaking out between a group of black and white people with a woman assaulting with a chair leading to multiple arrests one witness claimed that the fight started with an argument over a pontoon boat that was blocking the dock where a riverboat was trying to anchor. Now, videos shared on social media show scenes of violence with both sides seemingly divided over racial lines. It's unclear whether the argument was racially aggravating initially, but the feelings one man is even seen swimming. He swam literally from one um, from one side of the river to join the altercation at the other side of the river, and has become a you know huge celebrity as a consequence of that. And then several skirmishes broke out between groups of black and white people. You see them actually are fighting. Now the whole incident is under investigation by the local police, and several people have been re detained by the Montgomery police. But there is a feeling that some of this has been activated as a consequence of some of the things that Trump has been saying. Senator Lindsey Graham lied because he's afraid of his own words. Now, he's now afraid and didn't dare repeat on Fox News what he had previously said. Now, Joe Biden criticized him for saying there would be rioting in the streets if Trump was indicted. Lindsey was a United States senator because his predecessor, Republican Senator Thurman, couldn't live forever and chose not to run for re-election in the U.S. Senate when he was 100 years old. So people of Eldridge, they've got there, thereby creating an opportunity for Lindsey Graham to take over senator in South Carolina. However, six months later, we discovered that Tom had a secret daughter born before he got married at all. The teenage girl he got pregnant was 16 years old and worked in his parents' home. Thurman always knew daughter, but built his whole political... Oh, my God. Right. Can you hear me, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. It's just told me I was unstable. Um, Thurman always knew he had a black daughter, but built his whole political career on racist segregation and was well known for his racist policies and never apologized for anything. Now, whatever explains Lindsey Graham, we may never know. Perhaps we may learn more about him six months after his death, as we did with Senator Thurman. Now, it was Donald Trump who gave out Lindsey Graham's private phone number on television to his MAGA crowd. Lindsey Graham has lived with the fear of what Donald Trump could do to his political career, saying false and unprovable things about him. Now, Graham does not have children, nor suspected of having children. He's never been married and does even have a dog. Now, Trump, we have a short audio. Trump giving out Lindsey Graham's photo number, phone number rather. On air he gave me his day. number, and I found. <laughs> he gave me his number, and I found the card. 
It, I wrote the number down. I don't know if it's the right number. Let's try it. 202-228-0292. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, it's three, four years ago, so maybe it's an old number. 202-228-0292. So, I don't know. Give it a shot. Did it work? Comment. What did you think if somebody was giving you a number, if Trump was giving you a number out on air? I would be furious. However, Biden has <laughs> made an interesting comment. Next, play the next clip. But Senator, he did bring you up, not specifically, but he brought up a comment you made on Sunday. Let's listen. Yeah. The idea you turn on the television and see senior senators and congressmen saying, if such and such happens, there'll be blood in the street. Where the hell are we? Senator, he's referring to you. What, do you, what is he talking about? I guess it was a comment you made Sunday when asked about yeah. what President Trump is arrested or indicted. Yeah, so what I said Sunday was uh, America's reject, I reject violence. That's a lie. He never said that on Sunday. Lindsey Graham never said that Americans reject violence, and he never said, I reject violence. Here's the rest of Lindsey Graham's answer tonight. But I also reject a double standard here. So if they try to prosecute President Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, when she was Secretary of State, people in this country will lose faith in law enforcement. That is another Lindsey Graham lie. That is not what Lindsey Graham said. On Sunday, Lindsey Graham did not say if Donald Trump is prosecuted, people in this country will lose faith in law enforcement. Here are the words that Lindsey Graham actually said on Fox on Sunday that he is now so afraid of, he dares not to say them again. And I'll say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. Fox owns that video. Fox owns the video of Lindsey Graham saying there'll be riots in the streets. Fox could have showed that video to Lindsey Graham tonight. But Fox will not show that video again. That's not the way Rupert Murdoch does business. There'll be riots in the streets. That was Sunday night. Tonight, Lindsey Graham changes that to people in this country will lose faith in law enforcement. Lindsey Graham turned Republicans into the riots in the streets party this week. And now he's trying to run away from what he said. And today, Joe Biden made sure that people understand what Lindsey Graham was talking about when he was predicting or advocating riots in the streets. President Biden talked about the Trump riot that already happened on January 6th at the United States Capitol. Cops attacked and assault, assaulted, speared with flagpole with flagpoles, sprayed with mace, stomped on, dragged, brutalized. Police lost their lives as a result of that day. Police lost their lives. One of the officers said. It was worse than anything he had experienced in war in Iraq. So let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. Don't tell me. 
can't do it. For God's sake, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? There we have it. Um, I'm going to leave the rest of the the next bit of the, for another day, because I think that's probably a good question to be asked. Whose side are you on? Will the American people get an opportunity? Um, to say whose side they're on, because over the next six or so months, this is what Trump's itinerary is beginning timeline of some um, Trump's itinerary is looking like. It's the 27th of September. He's got a second GOP presidential primary debate. We don't know whether he'll turn up to that. October the 2nd, he's got a start of the civil trial in New York. Um, Attorney General Letitia James, um, 250 million lawsuit accusing Trump and the Trump Organization of cheating lenders with false financial statements. That's coming up on the 2nd of October, not so far away. Then the 23rd of October, trial date proposed by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis in Georgia election in Tiberian Gate. That's the case of Cheeseboro and uh, Miss Powell. Then on the 15th of January, we've got the start of civil trial in the writer Eugene Carroll's initial defamation suit accusing Trump of defaming her in 2019 when he denied her claim. Then January 15th, also an Iowa Republican caucus I'd like to see how he's going to be in both those places at once. Then on the 27th of February, he's got Michigan Republican primary. March the 4th, he's got the date set by the judge to start um, the start of his trial in the um, federal elections interference case. And then March the 5th, it's the Super Tuesday primaries. Des, are you applying to be his diary secretary? You seem to have got all his business in order. Well, I thought it would be a suitable. It's just the dates for us to remember, you know, if we are, <laughs> excuse me, if we are broadcasting his business so that we, we have a leg up. A big so leg there up. we are. So what's happening in the UK, Dave? I, there seems quite a lot going on. They have discovered this rack concrete, basically like Aero chocolate bar. And it's in schools. It's been found in airport, hospital, chat. Like, yeah, they are having to write blank check. Nobody knows where this stuff is. There is no register of it. Like, it literally is the embodiment of the country falling apart. Is broken England. And funnily enough, a documentary series is coming out this week about the plotting of getting rid of Theresa May from the plotting to get rid of Boris from Theresa, uh, Liz Truss's 45 seconds in Downing Street and now to Rishi ain't got a clue, Sunak. So, uh, yeah, Britain continues to dive. Uh, but the summer has come back there, so we're all very happy for that. But the funniest thing I think happened this week is during all of this rack nonsense, the education secretary did an interview with ITV then the you know obviously they're filming her with the camera rolling the thing with the microphone they finished the official part 
which you'll hear the end of. And then she believes that they are not going to have the camera still recording a few seconds after they finish the pop bit. Let's have a listen in case you've not already enjoyed it. But we will get a plan and every single one of them will be done. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Does anyone ever say, you know what, you've done a f good job because everyone else has sat on their ass and done nothing? No, no, no signs of that, no. But the mad thing is that this has been an issue for time that they have known about, and each time they've done nothing. Even the Department for Education, when Rishi Sunak was the Chancellor, asked for more money to fix this stuff in schools. And the, the money they asked for was actually halved. <laughs> so I think they gave money for like 50 schools. It's just, there's, it just demonstrates again and again and again this madness. And what worries me most is, okay, Trump ends up as the nominee. This is president of the United States of America. What the fuck now? You pull out of the Ukraine war, ah, more unraveling. And then you've got Keir Starmer trying to make 50p stretch around the whole country because there's no money left to do anything. Anyway, we should finish on a more positive note. Say something <laughs> uplifting, Desmond, is, as you're often known to. <laughs> something uplifting? Oh, gosh, this is really hard. Um, you've got a nice caravan to hide in. <laughs> At the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Presently. Presently, um, and I'm just hoping something uplifting is that the, I, I predict that we're going to have another month of sun. I think that's oh, I like that. that that would be fabulous. Just another month, just like this, hot, sultry. Everybody I quite right. fancy a thunderstorm though, Des. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. You're always worried about your plants. The, 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 whatever they're called, the ice balls, hail. The hail destroyed the leaves, Dave. It just came down. I wanted to protect them with an umbrella. Well, all I can say is one of the craziest things that you get in the tropics is you get, you know, five minutes of solid rain, which looks as if it may turn into a hurricane, followed by maybe 30 minutes of solid, overwhelming sun. And the poor plant's leaves are just sizzled, you know, because the waters, they're boiled. Their leaves, their foliage are boiled in oil, in water. Um, but I don't think we're going to get anything like that. I think it's going to stay warm for a little while. Time will tell, Desmond, time will tell. Well, about that was a bumper edition, Des, but we uh, have something that's going to play us out that I was teasing you with before we started, because yes. it's from the, the well, I should say Tollywood film, Des, because it's actually made in the Telugu language from South India. So it's not Bollywood, it's Tollywood. But yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, for, for the innocent amongst us, it's, you know, a similar region. <laughs> just there are many official languages in, and a, a great range of diversity spoken in India but um, yeah this is RRR massive budget they fight a tiger if you've not seen it go click in Netflix but this is the main dance number and uh, oh it's Netflix okay yeah yeah that's, that's what I'm telling you click it on Netflix there's after we're done yeah. enjoy sit with your cooling Thank fan popcorn and watch them fight a tiger <laughs> also after this fabulous dance sequence that sadly it's a podcast so you can only hear the song but i'm sure you'll be researching it once you hear the song oh no i can imagine 
I'm going to yes. going to visualize myself being in the middle of all of the dancing. Do you remember what it's called, Des? It's called um, something about catcher. No, it's not catcher catcher. It's uh, it's an N. No, 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 no. Nacho, nacho. I think it is. You got it, Desmond. Catch nacho. you next week. Oh, and two you. weeks, rather. <laughs> yeah, take not care. Salsa, not flamenco, my brother. Oh my God. Do you know? Desi Nach. What's Desi Nach? Belly jaise dhool uda ke sing utha ke tum bhi nacho, baje jam ke taal dhol beta rajood ke nacho. Hero se bhi tez koi kar sake jo bed nacho. Astapal me ghod jaise baag door chhod nacho. Bitti jota rot mota mischa kha ke aise nacho. Haaja chore, haaja gore, haaja chore nacho, 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 vir nacho. I've had enough of this nonsense. You two out. No, Jake. I've had enough of your bullying. देखो धन्ना के रोगी नाचे शोर सुन लो है धमाका जैसे शेर हाथी नाचे देखो दिल का ये मेला यार अपने साथ नाचो रेडियों के जोरों पे तुम धड़ाक देसी नाचो पसीना माथे का चमके धमके ऐसे नाचो हाजा छोरे हाजा गोरे हाजा छोरे नाचो 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 वीर नाचो Nacho, <laughs> 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 